purple eggplants and slice them into round discs, pale as moons. Next, we gather zucchinis, hairy, wiry, and long, and slice them lengthwise so they resemble the bottoms of boats. The piles of vegetables are fried in olive oil and dripped on thick paper. Then we mix a rich paste to marry them together. We chop garlic, more garlic than you think you want, carrots, parsley, tomatoes, and throw them in with lemon and salt and pepper. The mix should have a bite, should make you want to pucker your lips and almost cry, and then should fill your mouth with salty pleasure. Layer the moons and the boats together, bind them with the tangy red paste, and bake. The full name of the recipe is Imam Bayildi, and, in my family, it means the priest fainted. Why did the priest faint? No one knows. Priests in Greece live on high rocks built up to the sky, where they ask for food in baskets to be lifted up to them, and where not even the animals they eat are allowed to be feminine. Perhaps the priest was given a bite of bitter and sweet pleasure, and the power of everything behind the dish pushed him off his rock, just for a moment. Perhaps, when he was tumbling through the air, sighing with fear and ecstasy, he saw a glimpse of a new life to come. A Greek Myth There is only one way to tell this story. Every woman needs a story, and perhaps this is how the story should go. Sometimes, In the middle of a great battle, the taste of blood in your mouth, you close your eyes. Against the dark of your lids a scene rises, a bay encircled by olive trees, morning sun piercing the water clear through to the heart of sand rippled by tiny currents. Maybe you once owned a memory of the island, but lost it during years of war. Maybe its name was spoken by a woman in passing who didn't know you knew her language. Maybe it is something that doesn't exist, that you have dreamed up yourself in a moment of pure despair to comfort you in your need. Maybe it sounds like home. One day, you put down your weapons and decide to try to return to the island. You set off. You come to the land of the Cyclops first. Each has a handsome body, and their one-eyed glances are enough to make you forget where you thought you were going. You stay with them for many years, or one, or a lifetime. Sometimes you bear them children. Sometimes you devour the children, or they devour you. One way or another, it turns out to be costly stopover. If you are lucky, the spell breaks early and you continue on your voyage. When you set out, the storms include various ill winds. A narrow passage with towering cliffs blocks your route, The sea swirls dangerously. Traditionally, monsters who were once beautiful creatures guard the way and demand that you recognize them, or at least pay a bribe, before you go past. When my mother went by here, two women leaned over the edge, one with teeth like knives, wearing an apron and holding the hands of three little children, and another who wore too much makeup and blew dangerous, tobacco-stained, alcoholic fumes down from above. After you pass the monsters, you come to a lovely bay 
an island in a poster ad. Perhaps this is it. A woman there sells pigs, and she tells you to rest and stay with her for a while. The faces of the pigs look strangely familiar. One of them reminds you of an ex-boyfriend. You find you have developed a sudden desire for pork. She feeds you wonderful dinners and long, luxurious lunches, and you have a good time laughing over the antics of the pigs. Eventually, you see that all this feasting will keep you from your true destination. But when you say you want to leave, she is so angry, you sneak off at dawn. In this story, when you ask the crew to tie you to the mast, the sirens on shore have the faces of your aunts and the bodies of beautiful birds. They hop around one another, smoking cigarettes and flicking their wings back and forth. Their gossip lifts up over the waves and catches you as you float past.